What's good, guys? Good morning and welcome back to the pod. Uh, another edition of the Malaga Drive Hoops Betting Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Caleb, and uh, we got a fatty Tuesday slate ahead of us, boys. You know, there's nothing I would rather be doing than breaking down this Tuesday NBA slate. But I hope you guys are doing well, enjoying your lives, living it to the best of your ability, staying positive no matter what comes your way. Uh, and, and, uh, yeah, I hope you guys are well, um, let's recap yesterday first. We only went one bet. Um, and, and I just want to say, I, I think I mentioned it before. Uh, a lot of these teams are coming back out of this break, a little diffy feeling a little different, man. Um, and so I'm, I'm just going to be cautious. Like I can name 10 teams right now, right. That are just like, you got you got questions. You got questions, and in order for them to be answered, we got to watch them. So um, just know I'm, I'm gonna be you know a little bit more cautious on some of these spreads, um, uh, and that's why. Like the break, I feel like it, it can go so many different ways, um, and you're seeing it. I mean, you're gonna see it with a lot of these teams that we talked through. But we did have one play avoided the spreads yesterday. Josh Hart over sixteen and a half points rebounds and assists i don't know why it continues to be there um he's hit that in every single game but one and obviously we had to be on that one l for two units um but it just doesn't make sense he plays 25 to 26 minutes uh, produces that close to a per one stat per minute fantasy pace um and the Knicks are in a great rhythm. So as long as this is, you know, the case, he's going to be 16 and a half in home games or 16 and a half in a good matchup on the road. I'm going to take it. I'm going to take it um, until they adjust. It should be 19 and a half, 20 and a half. Very worst, 18 and a half. Very lowest. Um, but, you know, that's what it is. All right, guys. Fatty boy slate today. Let's Let's lock in. Let's lock in. And again. There are a lot of games with teams that we're trying to figure out out of this break, including the Atlanta Hawks, who are hosting the Washington Wizards as seven-point favorites today. Quite some respect for the Hawks here today. And again, um, if you guys don't know, they fired their coach, Nate McMillan. We talked about it on the pod. They were not vibing, right? This team, right, the record wasn't terrible. It was about a 500 record, which is not great, but not terrible. But given the talent, it was definitely an underperformance for what they have. Um, and so I think they finally got to the point where it's like, all right, let's give Joe Brun- Prunty a little, little run. And they just signed Quinn Snyder. I don't know what that looks like. I don't know how the fuck you're supposed to be an NBA coach of a team, optimize your team, know exactly what you want for your team, install your sets on the fly. Like at least when Chris Finch did it, he had the whole all-star break, which even then is still like ridiculous, right? You, you, all these teams have a whole off season to implement things. So I don't know what the fuck Quinn Snyder is going to do, and I don't know when he's coming officially over. Uh, but I do know he is the head coach. Um, and I know in the meantime, Joe Prunty's the head coach, who actually has balled out. He's giving me white jock Vaughn vibes, where it's just like comes in, interim head coach, gets the job done. Um, and he, who knows, maybe down the line he'll he'll get a role. But as for the game itself, man, why I'm talking about the Hawks so much is like, I don't really know what the hell is going on there. They've looked really good in the two games since Nate McMillan got fired. They blew out uh, the the Cleveland Cavs. Yes, it was a back-to-back, but you blow the Cleveland Cavs out. That's a that's a big performance. And then they got the Brooklyn Nets, who were coming off a damn near a 50-point L. Uh, they didn't cover the short minus five, but they did win the game. And uh, the Nets came really, really 
focused um, and motivated. And the Hawks still got, you know, that's a game the Hawks would lose many times under Nate McMillan. So um, they're getting some respect here today, and I get it, right? They're, they're playing a lot better. But at the same time, the Wizards are going to be hungry. Um, they are dealing with some injuries, and it's tough to back this team without KP or Monty. But we've seen it, right? There's been plenty of games Kuzma single-handedly leads it leads this Wizards team to a tight game. I remember Kristaps uh, was out, I think, against Dallas. They went into Dallas and won. Um, the Wizards, again, the most average-ish team, right? Um, but I'm going to stay away. I'd lean the Wizards grabbing the seven off a, you know, a couple L's. Um, but it's not – I mean – the, the Hawks are showing some signs of life here, man. I, I kind of want to feel this team out a little bit before we fade them. Um, so stay away. Next game, Bulls wraps. Two teams, again, really the break helped them. The Bulls the Bulls weren't even limping into the break. They were crawling into the break. They were rolling on the floor into the break. Uh, but the break really helped them, right? One, I think Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan are two guys that have dealt, and Caruso, have all dealt with injuries throughout the year. DeMar with his quad. Uh, Levine with his knee, Crusoe with something, I forget. But uh, I think that week really was able to to give these guys some rest, not just physically, but mentally. You could tell mentally, man, they were just gassed. And then you get Beverly to come in who, you know, schematically, skill-wise, whatever you want to say, on the basketball court, he's not like this huge factor. But what I do think he does is uh, he's a great leader, and he brings energy, and he brings an edge. Um, and I think the guys like Damar and, and Levine just feel more confident playing next to him. And so you you start this starting five with Damar, Levine, Caruso, Bev, and, and Vooch, where it's just vets. Ne- like next to Vooch, Damar, and, and Levine, you've got Bev as a vet energy guy who can defend, Caruso, vet energy guy who can defend. And it's a decent fit. And you come out, they, they've dominated both their games out the break. The Raptors, though, they've been good, too. They get Jakob Pertle. They decide, right, there's a ton of rumors. Hey, is this team going to sell? Is this team going to blow it up? They end up saying, no, fuck it. Let's let's uh, let's uh ride this squad out. We got a good squad. Go get Jakob Pertle, a rim protector, and he's changed the math for this team for sure uh, defensively. He, huge on the boards, huge as a defender, huge as a rim protector. Honestly, can pass it as well. Knows the system. He's been a seamless fit in Toronto, and they're four and one since they've added him too. So at the plus five, I'd lean the Bulls slightly. They're getting two points extra, um, and they've been playing their best basketball again. I got to see him do it on the road. Raptors at the same time have been playing really well as well. I'd lean the Bulls. I do think this is going to be a tight, close one, but uh, both these teams trending up, and uh, I want to watch and see who is trending up more. But that's where I'm at. Next game, Bucks and Nets. Nets, six and a half point home dogs. Applies about a nine and a half point difference. The Bucks are rolling with or without Giannis. And Giannis should go today. I believe they've won 14 in a row uh, or something like maybe 12. It's up there. It's double digits. It's high. It's a big winning streak. And they come into Brooklyn today. Uh, Brooklyn, they look like they're going to be a pretty exciting team uh, post these two trades, right, With uh, without Kyrie and Katie. Not necessarily an elite team, but an exciting team. Uh, they came out, beat the Bulls on the first day after the trade. Then they barely lost to the Sixers at home on a buzzer beater. Um, and then they've kind of fallen off. Their one win since then was Miami, and that was uh, at home. Miami didn't have Tyler Hero, and McCall Bridges went fucking nuts. Um, you saw last game, right, after getting blown out by 50, they competed. Jock cut the rotation, just went with, you know, some of these guys, and it's not, you know, as, like, before then, it was just like, all right, let me play 10 guys, 20 minutes. Everyone just kind of 
the usage is all the same, equal opportunity. And I think he's kind of figuring out, hey, that's not how we optimize this group. Um, and I believe Jock gets there as a coach. I think he's a smart coach. I think he's a good motivator. Um, but it's clear, right? Like if there's ever a clear reason as to, hey, you need an NBA star in this league. You need a guy who can go get you a bucket when when uh, the offense is out of rhythm. It's the Nets because they have great role players, but they had you know that hasn't really translated to winning, and it doesn't. You know, I'm not shocked by it. All that to be said, um, I'd lean Nets nine and a half is a lot, but I'm not stepping in front of the Bucks, right? Like we do this. I'm not trying to be too cute. Let me just if there's a team that's really fucking hot. I'm going to let them be really fucking hot. I'm not trying to be cute and say, oh, my gosh, you know, there's value here. So uh, Bucks are not a team that I'm trying to step in front of that train. And uh, I'll just watch this one. Let's just watch this one. Where we headed to next? We headed to Memphis where the Memphis Grizzlies are hosting the L.A. Lakers. This is another game that I don't have interest in. Um, Grizzlies nine-point favorites. Lakers, we had a nice little three-game stretch without Braun to kind of say, Okay, where is this team? All right, and here's how it went. They competed at home against the Bucks, but the Bucks wore them down. They went into Golden State and beat them. That was a nice win. And then they went into Portland and got smacked up, right? And I think that was just a game where Portland hit every three, and it was not amazing. Like It's not like you want to draw anything too crazy from it. But at the same time, this is a good Memphis Grizzlies team. I know they've struggled a little bit in the grand scheme of things the last month or so, but it seems like they're picking it back up. And, you know, post-All-Star break, you've had two games. You absolutely compete and hang in there with Philly. Honestly, should have won that game on the road. And then you take care of a really good Denver Nuggets team at home as well. So um, two pretty damn good performances from Memphis. I get why they're getting nine at the same time, man. I think this Lakers team competes and battles, and and I don't know if they cover nine, but I'm going to stay away from this one. This one's really tough. This one's really tough. All right, next game, Kings and Thunder, and I know we are flying through this, but uh, Thunder coming in three-and-a-half-ish point dogs today. Um, And this is like in terms of an NBA spot, this is as big of a nice spot as you can get, right? You get the Thunder today coming in in a – Back-to-back set, not literally, they didn't play yesterday, but they're playing the same team twice at home. They just lost to the Kings. They've lost three in a row. They're at home. This is a Thunder team that I know SGA has played the majority of these games. Despite not covering in three straight games, they are still the best team against the spread this year, covering at 61.4%. They are still... After losing three straight games, the second best team against the spread after a loss at 19-11, covering at 63.3%. De'Aaron is questionable. The Kings are coming off of a double OT game, a back-to-back, one day off, had the Thunder. This is their fourth game in six nights. One of those was a insane double OT basketball game. So I'll lean the Thunder, right? And you're going to be like, all right, well, bet. let's fucking go lock it in. Well, I don't know, dude. The Kings are the Kings look really good out, out of the break. They look really damn good out of this break. So I don't know. I don't know. And I, I think the Kings have been my worst team this year. And it was funny because I'm on their win total. I'm high on them, right? And they've been good against the spread this year. But I feel like for whatever reason, when I fade them, they're winning. 
when I bet them, they're not like I, I was on the Thunder last game, right? Minus four at the crib. Great spot. Kings dominated. The offense just they got whatever they wanted. I was on the Kings a couple of weeks ago at home against the Mavs without Luka. One point dog. They can't pull it off, right? So it's just like, I don't know. Some teams you just can't really peg. And I know you can't overreact to just missing it one or two times. But like, I would lean Thunder, but it's just like, the Kings look scary right now. And it's like, it's a short number. I could see them grinding this out. I like the Thunder here. All like, this is a Thunder spot. And if they cash this, I'm going to be annoyed at myself because you just sometimes you just got to play. It, it, it kind of reminds me of the Memphis Denver game a couple days ago where it was like, all right, this is a Memphis spot, Memphis spot, Memphis spot. But Denver is balling right now. I don't want to fade Denver. And then Memphis comes in and destroys them. Now, I don't think the OKC is going to necessarily destroy them. But um, I think that I think like this is a Thunder team that will continue to compete. That is so well coached that plays so hard. I think they come out and win this game today, but I'm a little nervous about it. Um, on top of all that, De'Aaron Fox is questionable. Um, and it's not one of those things where we're going to know anytime soon. They already said he's a game-time decision, so we're going to have to wait up and close until tip. Um, I will wait it out. I'm not going to lock anything until we get some De'Aaron news. That does not seem smart to me. Um, but it's a definite lean the Thunder way. It's a definite lean the Thunder way. I'd also take a look at Isaiah Joe, um, over 16 and a half points, two straight starts without, uh, SGA 28 points and 24 points, six to two from six to 12 from three, four of eight from three, um, or just over three and a half threes. Um, but it's four threes. That's 12 points. And you just need, nah, I mean, yeah, I don't know. either way. I, I think both of those are good looks. Super high total SGA out again. Uh, he is kind of the go-to scorer at this point. Um, all right. Last game before we can really, like, I got four plays. I haven't even been able to mention any of them. Let's go to Houston. Uh, they are, the, the Rockets are hosting the Nuggets. No interest, bro. No interest. If I'm playing it, I'm betting the Nuggets. I, I'm just not backing Houston in any capacity this year. I, I don't know that I will ever back Houston the rest of the way. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't think I will. Um, if I'm playing this Denver, but you know, 10 and a half point home or road favorite sketch. All right, let's go. Let's go. Last couple games, Pacers, Mavs. Wow. I feel like an idiot, bro. I locked seven and a half last night, wake up and it's nine. Uh, that's not fun, but regardless, I, th I think we could still hit this. Um, I think Dallas wins this game, to be honest. I, I do think Dallas wins this game. Um, they're coming in on a, a little bit of a slide, right? And they're going to have some urgency tonight, but I just really like the way that the Pacers have played um, coming out of the All-Star break. You have two games under their belt. Um, they lose in overtime to the to the Boston Celtics. Very easily could have won that game. And then they blow out a very underrated Magic team. Like, that was a very impressive wire-to-wire -wire dominant win in Orlando. And now you head to Dallas where Rick Carlisle has a revenge game. He's played one game uh, since being fired or let go or whatever you want to call it from the, the, the Dallas Mavericks, and the, he actually got smacked up in that game, but I remember, I bet it, because it was a revenge game. It was like a very bare-bones version of the Pacers back then. This is the best, you know, this is the best team he's had in the two years that he's been there. On top of that, Miles Turner is a Dallas, Texas native and should be, and is just balling. Um, and the Dallas has struggled to, to, to cover big, so I think 7.5 is enough to, to cover. I think this is going to be a tight game. Uh, really, I, I think this is going to be a you know one possession game, five sub five minutes left. 
And it's just kind of, you know, who executes and who hits the big shots. And obviously Dallas has Luca and Kyrie. Um, but you've seen it, right? Like, yes, they've, I think overall, you've seen a lot of positives with Dallas since the trade, but it's like, look at it, man. Look, look at it. They, they, they've had three home games since the trade. They lose to Minnesota by three. They beat up on the tanking Spurs and then they lose to the Lakers by three. And granted, they were destroying the Lakers for a portion of that game, but yeah, bro, give me give me the Pacers seven and a half here. And if you got nine, go ahead and smack that up too, man. I'm an idiot. Uh, and I'm gonna be very, 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 very annoyed at myself if the Pacers lose this by eight or nine. But um I, I do think this is a tight game that they they ultimately end up winning. I also came in on on Miles Turner over 29 and a half points, rebounds, and assists. Uh again, like I said, Dallas, Texas na- native. Um should be good to go. And, and Dallas has really been struggling against bigs. On top of that, Miles Turner, just in general, against anyone, has been hooping in the two games since the All-Star break, 24-9, or 24-8-1. Uh, obviously, that cashes. And then the game before in overtime, 40-10-2, and uh, two, which clearly that, that cashed as well. So he's just in a great rhythm. He's get a good matchup. He gets a hometown game. And I like the Pacers in general just to compete tonight. Uh, give me Miles Turner and give me the Pacers. Next game, Jazz and Spurs. Jazz, nine-and-a-half-point favorites. Uh, Don't want anything to do with this game. If anything, I'd probably bet the Spurs, but I don't bet tanking teams. I just don't do it. There's no point in it. There's just no point. It is a recipe to get really, really frustrated. What I did bet is Taylor Horton Tucker over six-and-a-half assists at plus 102. It's down to minus 109. I'd still hit. Taylor Horton Tucker, um, we were on it last game, foul trouble out trouble and you saw it right like chris dunn soaked up all these minutes and he went fucked around and got eight assists um and you just see right like the spurs are gonna hemorrhage points it's just what they do um when you look at taylor horton tucker he is a good distributor he's got a lot of weaknesses right he does not shoot it at a high clip uh he's not a guy that can function really as a off ball role player but on ball he has a lot of tools and he does a lot of things and um passing the ball and and playmaking for others is definitely one of those things so um in the last five games he hit seven 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 then six so got caught on a hook um actually had an assist taken away and then last game foul trouble now you get one sexton is still out um but now you get jordan clarkson out so to me like there's just unless he's in massive foul trouble there's just the the minutes and usage are just going to be so high i'll take seven uh, you know seven assists plus odds i'm gonna take it i'm gonna take it um Again, very good, very good, and very underrated distributor is Taylor Horton Tucker. 236 total. Uh, no Jordan Clarkson, no Colin Sexton. It is Taylor Horton Tucker's world today. Um, and honestly, the books reacted well. Like his his points props like 17 and a half. His PRA is like 28 and a half. That's pretty high. Like I, I, I'm not able to come in on that, but at assist, six and a half, I'll take it. I'll take it. Next game, uh, Timberwolves and Clippers. Timberwolves catching six and a half on the road here today, and I like them. Um, it is a sketch. It's a little bit sketchy just because I know the Clippers are going to come in focused and motivated. Um, right, they're in off this break. They've lost two straight. Double OT against Sac, um, and then Denver uh, in OT, and that's part of it, right? You're facing a team that has played three overtime periods in their last two games. And now they they have lost both, right? So they're going to want to get this one. Uh, but Minnesota's coming in quite motivated themselves. 
Last game before the break, they choked a game. They were up dominating. They're up almost 30 in the first quarter against Washington. Washington comes back and beats them. First game out of the break, they dick around and lose to Charlotte, who honestly is hot right now. And then they go into Golden State, play a great game, and then choke and fall apart the last five minutes. So to me, this is a recipe for Minnesota to like, like this is a team that generally responds, right? Last, we can go through um, kind of what's what's been going on, right? Uh, they got blown out by Denver, absolutely fucked on by Denver. Uh, and the game after that, they destroy Utah. Uh, they got blown out by Memphis. Game after that, they go into Dallas, win by three. Um, they uh, they lost in Houston. Bad L, come back next game, going to New Orleans as a dog beat them right um they they got just they destroyed got destroyed by detroit next game beat like they just bounce back after l's i don't know that they're going to win this game but they're going to come in with extreme extreme focus and motivation and on top of that clippers you, you know you have them coming off a three straight two straight games with three overtime periods pg already on a minutes limit you already know what's up with Kawhi. you're still trying to mix in russell westbrook the clippers are better don't get me wrong uh, but I'll take six and a half with the T-Wolves here today. I think this is a really tight game that, one, Timberwolves could win. But, two, if they don't, I think it's a close one. Last game of the day, Warriors-Blazers. Lean Warriors minus four. Um, I, I don't think much of this Blazers team. And the Warriors, I get it. They haven't played well either. But at least you have something to stand on where you know, like, all right, this team's pretty damn good at home. This team generally grinds out wins at home. Uh the nature of them has been a little sketch, right? You look at their last couple ones. Minnesota, Minnesota was the better team for the majority of that. Houston, it's Houston, and even that game looked sketch for a little bit. And then the Wizards were, you know, you win by nine, but it was close, right? And I think Wiggins being out is a big factor, I do. But they are starting to figure it out. They are much better at home. Portland, man, it's it's Dame and, and against the world, right? You need Dame. I mean, his points props at 37 and a half, and I would lean the over. I actually don't know if that's true, but you know, like, it's just, I can see a path. I, I think the Warriors win this. Like, I think the Warriors minus 170 or is a nice parlay piece, but like, I could see very much see a scenario where Dame is fucking going nuts. He's from Oakland. Um, and the Warriors barely win this one by two or three on the last possession. You know, like I, I could absolutely see that. So I, I think I'm going to stay off this. I would lean the Warriors, but I'm going to stay off this. Um, in terms of what we've locked, many plus six and a half, great motivational spot. Uh, Clippers, you know, three overtime. I don't think that can be understated. Like that's that's a lot of ba- extra basketball. Um, and you're getting six and a half. Taylor Horton Tucker, we talked about it over on the assist prop. Miles Turner, we talked about it over on the PRA. Pacers plus the seven and a half. Go please grab nine, man. <laughs> That's a great number at nine. And then I like I like the Thunder. I really, I do like the Thunder today, man. I do. It's it's tough. Uh it's sketchy. And let me check the spread. Yeah, as expected. 80% of the bets on the Sacramento Kings. Um, but I couldn't look any other way than than the Thunder there. And then on top of that, I look at Isaiah Joe. So four plays locked. Considering the Thunder, considering Isaiah Joe, whether it's points or threes, I'm not sure yet. Uh, but that's especially in a game where, again, I like the Thunder. So, you know, you look to props there, too. Um, all right. I love you guys. Best of luck to whatever it is that you play. I hope we uh, I hope we go get get some cash today, guys. I feel good. I feel good.
Um, all right. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Love. Peace.